Welcome to the Mom Village Podcast. We are three multicultural moms sharing our journey through motherhood with the Christ Center Foundation. For information and resources, visit us at our church's website at gofamilychurch.org. Or you can also email us at themomvillage at gofamilychurch.org. And please go over and follow us on Instagram at themomvillagefc. We're glad that you're here and welcome to our village. Hello and welcome to the Mom Village. We're so excited you're joining us for another great episode. My name is Jis Marie Ramos and I'm here with my ladies like always. Hey y'all. This is Kira Kelly. Good morning. And I have Kristen Scroggins with me. Good morning, ladies. And we're going to talk about a great episode we're all very excited about. It's called Communicating with Our People. And we're going to talk about specifics. Whose people we're going to talk about? There's some people we're going to start with our husbands. But for this, I'm going to let Kristen take over. All right. Well, good morning, Mom Village. So we have a lot to unpack this morning, ladies, with this area of communicating with our people, part one. And so we're going to talk about our husbands. We also have some in-law stuff that we're going to talk about at some point and communicating with different ages of our children. But we thought because we always say here on the Mom Village that we want to be marriage-centered, that we should start with this most important relationship that God has given us if we're married. And so let's start here. Tell me, Kira, the favorite thing about Eric. Wow. Ladies, Eric is her husband, in case you forgot. (laughs) That's kind of important. Wow. There's so many things. But I think as I was thinking about this question, wow, I think that he is just a very calming spirit to me. I think that he is very honest with me. Really? Yeah. He's the calm spirit? He is very, to me, compared to me, (laughs) let's say compared to me, he is very level-headed. He thinks things through. So I think that I am like that spur of the moment. Come on, let's just do this. Let's let's tackle this, which is great. Mm -hmm. But I think that he brings a certain calm and wisdom to our marriage and relationship. I don't know that that was the first thing that attracted me to him. But after 22 (laughs) years of marriage, you know, those superficial things. Yes, I appreciate it. What was the first thing that attracted you? He was very groomed. And he smelled good. (laughs) (laughs) That's important. That is important. important. Yeah. So he's very groomed and he smelled good. I really want to say his love of Christ. I mean, that was what kind of drew me. But I mean, of course, you know, we always say that. You can't know that about him before you look at it. You can't know that. (laughs) So those are probably my favorite things. I mean, and I think just over the years, you know, you begin to appreciate the more Mm. mature things. I think he's a great dad wonderful dad. So those are the things that at 22 years in that I really appreciate about him. So what about you, Jisma? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was thinking about that question too. It's not that we don't have to think hard, ladies. We don't have to think that hard. We just want to make sure. Yeah. So many many favorites. (laughs) No, but right away, I mean, when you guys asked me this question, I was like, okay, I love that my husband always sees me beautiful no matter what stage in life I'm in. Mm-hmm. And to me, and for a lot of moms, that's so important because first of all, we're women and we're very emotional, <laughs> but we get pregnant, we have ups and downs. There's so many things happening in our lives. And no matter in what season in life I'm in, even it doesn't have to be physical, but emotional, he always sees me beautiful. And to me, that's so important because I feel love no matter what. And also, I mean... My husband, I love the fact that we have the same 
moral values in a way, like the same integrity, moral values, because when we make decisions, I don't have to explain to him why I'm making that decision. We get each other. You know, the fact that we grew up in the same country, we speak the same language, we know the same jokes because not knowing each other, we grew up in the same area. That's another story. But um, the fact that we have the same moral values and everything, I love that. I tell him all the time, like, I love that I don't have to explain something to you about my culture or why I think this is funny because you get it. We grew up in the same way and the same moral values. And you don't realize later on how important that is making life decisions while making decisions with your kids and everything. So how about you, Kristen? Well, I got to tell you, I met Jimmy whenever I was 17 years old. And so I have a 17-year-old in my home now. Steven is 17. And he just is flabbergasted that I (laughs) was his age when I met his dad. I thought that guy was the biggest stud I have ever seen in my life. I still do. And he came into church and he was tan and he had this swoopy hair and he was dressed all nice and he was walking. Y'all know his cocky walk that he had. He had that even when he was 19. I just thought that guy was something else. And I still think that about him. So when I see him sometimes like on Family Church Live, or he'll send me a link to Church Chapel, or I'll see him walking in. My heart still feels like that toward him. I hope he feels like that towards (laughs) me. But I think that's pretty special. But what I appreciate about him the most is that he is like a rock. I'm not. If you haven't noticed, y'all hear my voice crack sometimes when I talk about stuff. He is not going anywhere. Yeah. And he's so stable and just predictable and so discerning. And so I know I can trust him. You don't think of those things when you're 17. You're like, oh, he's cute. I hope he asked for my phone number. We'll have cute kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wow, have I grown to appreciate that about him. I mean, I could talk on and on about all the things I love about him, but that is probably something that pops into mind because that is an important quality mm. as life happens, as yeah. parents age, as children struggle, as great things happen too. Just to have someone in my life that I can count on is big. So ladies, as we were preparing these questions, I asked you to ask your husband something because listeners, what we're really trying to get at today is communicating with our husbands. And so one of the questions we wanted to ask our guys, which is kind of scary, But we said, what are some things that men wished that their wives knew? Jisma, what would Christian say to that? You want to start with Kira first? (laughs) You want me to? Okay, Kira, have at it. Well, I asked this question. I think it's a loaded question. Yeah, Um, yeah. Jimmy started sweating whenever I asked. He's like, I feel like I'm getting interrogated. Why are we asking this? (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, over time when you're married, you do learn to communicate differently and you learn the communication styles. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of thinking Eric was going to say one thing and he said something different. But one thing he's kind of trying to coach me on is that I give a whole lot of preamble before Mm. I start a conversation, even if it's something good. I tell every single detail Mm -hmm. and I'm leading up to it and it may take me like 15 minutes and he's still like, (laughs) okay, is she going to get there? (laughs) He's waiting patiently, but he's like, is she going to get there? So when I asked the question, he very gingerly stepped into, he was like, you know, sometimes I really just want you to give me a kiss. Keep it simple, sweetie. 
Oh, that's better than oh, safe fit, yes. right? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know what? You just tend to have a whole lot of preamble and postscript. Mm. So sometimes guys just want to get to the meat of it. Like, give me the skinny, the one, two, three, the ABC. What is it you want to say? Mm-hmm. Or what is it you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> because how he's can I thinking, help you? how can I help you mm-hmm. get to how can I help you or what's the punchline? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. in other words, kind of cut some of the chatter and the conversation in between. So oh. he said in a sweet way. So sweet. And you were ready to receive it. You I were at a good totally, place. Because I do, you know, when you look back and I was thinking about conversations that we have and I'm like, I do kind of ramble a little bit. <laughs> you know, when you're talking to your girlfriend, like you're going to tell every single detail. You want to build up the story. And, and we I like think, that. Yeah. Girls. girls like that. I think guys are kind of like. Get to, Get the, to point. the point. <laughs> yeah. You know what I've noticed? I'm terrible at that, by the way. I feel like he can't experience it yes. the right way unless I give him all the... He don't need to. He don't need that. Don't want don't, to. He, that's yeah. what you're saying. So, I really don't need that. But what I've noticed is if I ever do it right, which is very rare, and if you're listening, Jimmy, I know that it's rare, but <laughs> I'll get to the punchline first. Like, hey, this happened. Because I'll go, oh, you won't believe what happened today. Now, he doesn't know if somebody's <laughs> in be jail. And, yeah. yeah. If somebody tore up the car or if it was wonderful. So if I can say, you won't believe what happened today, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. And then he can relax a little and he and might hear, hear a few of my details. Not as many as I want to share. <laughs> Not as many as I want to share. That is such a great insight, though. And ladies, that's something to take heed, isn't it? Because yeah. really, communication is not just about talking. Mm-hmm. It's about us interacting with each other. It's about words. It's about thoughts. It's about emotions. It's about deeds. And so we want to be wise women who use our words strategically to build up, to communicate properly. And if we're communicating in a way that they can't handle, that's just unwise on our part. What Pastor Christian say? <laughs> this, this is making this me is, nervous. <laughs> making well, me this nervous. is why I think you should start first, because I just realized we have communication problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you asked him the question, you oh realized your gosh. communication went south. Oh my gosh, when I started asking questions, I'm like, oh my gosh, uh, I think we have communications problems. <laughs> well, I have to talk to you and Jimmy later. Okay. But no, I asked him, his answers were great. It's just my response. <laughs> he says, he's like, you're hurting me by not caring about my answer. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> oh my gosh. So I asked him, okay, yeah, what's something their wives wish they knew? And his answer was awesome. I, he's like, I think a lot of guys will never say this, but he's like, how much we suffer and we hide it. Oh, man. Mm. He's like, a lot of men are not going to say it, but we suffer a lot and we hide it just because we want you guys to be happy, just because we want our families to be happy. And he's like, and just because that's our natural self. Mm-hmm. That's the man of the house. Mm-hmm. We work hard. We provide for our family, but we suffer from our families and we're not that emotional beings like women are that they express their feelings so openly. Mm-hmm. And he is one person that I have to give, like he expresses his feelings really good. Like I love that about my husband. He's very open. He's very black and white. Sometimes it's not very good in our household. <laughs> I'm the gray. He's like, this is what it is. This is what you get. But I love that he said that. So that they suffer and how much they suffer and they hide it and it can apply to anything and the workload emotionally physically how much they suffer and they hide it so wow which really makes us think about criticism with them doesn't it because what you realize is they're being criticized all day every day sometimes self-criticism 
but a lot of times from other people and then they come home and they're really hoping for some encouragement and no man is going to walk through the door and say, please, I've had a hard day. I've been criticized a lot because that sounds weak. I need some encouragement. (laughs) That's part of communicating to them is, man, put some of the criticism on the back burner and let's see what we can do to build them up and encourage them. So I asked Jimmy and he said, most men, now I don't know if he really meant this. I think he did. I think he did. Or if he was just trying to better me up. But he said, (laughs) most men wish their wives knew that the husbands really and truly want their wives to be happy and to feel good about things. Yeah. And he went on to say most Christian husbands, and he did say Christian husbands, want the wives to feel successful about what they're doing. Sometimes they just don't know what to do or say. That's what he said. He said, we would so much rather put our wants and desires on the back burner if we knew that we could do something for you that would make you happy. Yeah. We just don't know what it is. And I think that that is really true. I was kidding about him just trying to butter me up. (laughs) And that is hard because they don't know, which brings me to my next question is, what do you think is the hardest thing about communicating with your spouse? I can answer that. Good. So I was talking to him about this and I actually (laughs) asked him like he was the one supposed to answer the question so he can help me out. (laughs) I was kind of like in the zone. I was trying to figure out, but we came up with this together and and I loved it. We came up with the conclusion that it's just understanding each other's side Mm -hmm. because yes, you love your spouse. You both love each other. But it's really putting yourself in their position, you mm-hmm. know, and yes, people say, oh, yeah, I'll put myself in your position. And yeah, but try to understand it differently. And you trying to do it with love. You want to understand it so you can help each other and communicate better. But that's to us, at least for my husband and I, that's the hardest part. To understand each other's side from their perspective, because he just told me before in the one previous one, a lot of guys hide a lot of their hurt. Yeah. And then he said that, then this one made sense. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so even if I try to put myself in your shoes, it's hard, mm-hmm. you know, just understanding the level. Yeah, having the of, empathy. Mm-hmm, yeah. Of the other side. Yeah. So what about you, Kira? When I was thinking about it, sometimes for us, it's creating time to just communicate. Mm. Yeah. So often we all can say, oh, we're busy. You know, we have kids, we have work, we have ministry responsibilities and commitments. It is really carving out time. Yeah, we communicate by text or by a quick phone call during the day, but really sitting down, having a conversation that doesn't involve your children all the time, that's uninterrupted. So there are times when Eric and I really try to create times where our phones are not a part of the conversation. Mm, So we're not interrupted. And where we sit down and we actually look each other in the face (laughs) and we talk. Yeah. Um, So now that our kids are older, we set dates to just have conversations. Yeah. (laughs) Just have, I mean, sometimes it's not about anything. It's just really, you know, if you think about it, your husband, they're your friend. And if you don't, invest time in just spending time with them, you don't really know when there are hurts or there's something that they're going through. Well, I just think about our household, you know, by the time mm-hmm. Eric gets home, we're shuffling kids here and there, picking up, dropping off. We're getting ready for dinner. And although we're not actively doing the bath time, we're still doing homework. We're doing a lot of things. And sometimes just that connection gets lost yeah, in the shuffle. Yeah. So I would say one of the things that we kind of struggle with and we're trying to overcome it is just creating time for good intentional communication. 
not just what like do we need to do said, about the kids I like or that what you do we said need to do. Non-interrupted. Yeah, without it, the telephone, without, without the telephones, without tablets, without and it's anything. hard. I mean, because like we're attached to our phones. Yeah, so, so true. I think one, you know, Jimmy and I were talking, and one of the hardest things for men, he said, is the aspect of dealing with the fact that women are mysterious, and you know, women are intuitive. We know things, right? <laughs> you don't have to tell us what to do. Our Justin over here who's nice nodding his head like please preach it this man man is going to be the wisest man when it comes out of here but he just said we want to figure out what you want and you want us the women want us just to do it intuitively you don't want to have to tell us i like this Mm -hmm. i need this i want you to say this and we want to do it with all of our hearts, but we don't know. And, you know, let's be honest, ladies. We married these people because they're men, right? We married yeah. a man. <laughs> yeah. And so it's wrong for us to do two things. One, it's wrong for us to expect them to be a woman. I don't want to be married to a woman. I want to be <laughs> married to a man. And it's wrong for me to demasculinize him by trying to make him think like a woman. Yeah. So. I had this thought yesterday at Girls. He was talking and I go, oh my gosh, I just realized why you hate Hallmark movies so much. And he goes, yes. And I said, you hate it because the guys in the movies always know what to do. Have y'all noticed that? Yes. They always know what to say. They always know what gift to buy. Yes. They always know when, they she, have a script. When, when she storms off and goes to her favorite place, he always shows up and tries to find her. he's groomed, smelling good. He yeah. smells good. He looked good. And he says the right thing. She's always right. And I said, that's why you hate Hallmark movies. And he goes, yeah, and that's why y'all love them. It's fake. He said, a woman wrote that and told that guy what to say. But we want to live in a Hallmark movie, and that's mm-hmm. just not real life. And so, wow, how smart of us if we will just tell them the things that we are thinking and wanting to do. And you know what? As we marry longer, they do start to learn some things that are important to us. <laughs> and do. Jimmy, Jimmy I was having a hard day the other day, and I looked up, and he had brought me home a little Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee. He had it ordered exactly like he knows I love it. I didn't ask him to do that, but he just knew. He's like, this is one thing I know I can do that you would like that you probably won't do for yourself. And it was so sweet to me. But you know what? We've been married a long time. So those things do happen, but I thought that was so funny. So now I'm going to turn those Hallmark movies off for him. when he. I'm still going to watch him, but not in front of him. So, ladies, we talk a lot about the fact that we move towards the things that we focus on. What do you think we can do to keep our minds right, to interact with our husbands in the right way? Kira, what do you think? Well, I was sitting here and I was trying to recall that scripture. It's in Proverbs. I found it. It's Proverbs 21.9. One thing that I have learned just over the years is timing of communication. Mm-hmm at least in my household, is very important. Yeah. And like I said, Proverbs 21, 9, and it says this, it's better to live in mm. a desert mm. than with a quarrelsome and fretful woman. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there is also one that talks about how it's better to live on the corner of a rooftop. Yes, that's and the same it one. it talks about <laughs> yes. the constant dripping, dripping of, of the faucet, rain. that yes. you'd rather hear the constant dripping of a faucet than a the, woman that nags. Oh my nags. gosh. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's so convicting to mm-hmm. me. I mean, in this is not a throw to me growing up, but I grew up in an environment where I did hear the kind of quarrelsome communication. Mm -hmm. And that's how sometimes that's what I experienced. So I came into my marriage with that. And that is one thing that Eric has asked that we don't 
you know, the way we communicate is mm-hmm. totally opposite. And that's not to say we don't get angry with each other. That's not to say we disagree. Yeah. But that's the one thing in his background as well. He's like, can we just please create an environment where we can talk and we can communicate without yeah. the shouting and the fussing and the fighting? So that's one thing that I've kept in mind. It's been a challenge because I think that I am a spirited, let's just say spirited <laughs> woman, a very passionate woman. But keeping that Proverbs 21 first in mind and also just the timing. I know when Eric comes home from work, I've been home all day with the kids, so I'm ready to like explode. I mean, I'm good and bad. I'm ready to yeah. tell him all the good, all the things that we need to address like immediately. And one thing over the years, he's asked, can I come in the door? <laughs> let me get oh, in the man. door. Yeah. Let me put my bag down. And I thought, wow, like you said, Jesus, let me put myself in his position. He's been out warring on the yeah. other side of that door, totally different than yeah. what I've been doing. But let me give him a moment to just decompress before yeah. I kind of jump in and want to share all the days, good, bad, and indifferent. So that's one thing that I am still growing in my communication with my husband as well. For me is, like I said, we're still learning. I mean, you guys have more years than us, obviously, in your belt. So more experience. We're still learning. And even though in 15 years, but I've shared before that I come from an abusive background and I didn't know when I got married, the first couple of years we were okay, but I didn't know how powerful words were going to be to me in marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, I survived that growing up environment and I knew how hurtful words can be. But when you marry somebody that's a musician and is a creative and is very passionate, <laughs> I didn't know that that was going to translate in my marriage as something that I would take as something scary, but not because he was scary. It's because the way I was receiving it. And then that took a long time for me to learn how to communicate because I was learned not to communicate. Mm. I was taught that my emotions, I have to keep them quiet and I have to shut up and don't say anything and suffer in silence. So I'm an expert at it. I can smile through a dying relative. I can joke through a hard decision. And he loves the fact that I'm the rock like you were saying, he loves that in bad situations, I'm really, because I learned how to be like that, not in the best way. Mm-hmm. But then I didn't know that that blessing also can be a downfall because when it came to communication, it was hard for him because he was very passionate. And I would tell him, oh, I feel like you're yelling. He's like, I'm not yelling. I just have a loud voice. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, but I'm receiving it that way. And then we both had to learn like how to balance that because I was like, wait a second, he's not doing it with that intention. He's just trying to communicate. But I was receiving it with what I've learned from the only male figure in my life. So it took me a long time and it's still I'm healing in that aspect of our communicating process. But for us, something it's always at least that I try to do is always assuming the best in them. Mm -hmm. Don't assume the bad. Like we're having a conversation. I'm not trying to assume that he's coming with a bad intention. They're always going to come with the best intention. Just assume the best in any conversation, even if they're wrong, even if you're right. Even whoever is right, you know, you want to reconcile. It's not about who's right or wrong. You just want to reconcile. But assume the best in them. Because like you said, Kristen, they want the best in us. So even if we're upset, trying to keep the mindset, I'm going to assume that he's trying to do the best for me and I'm trying to do the best for him. Mm -hmm. Even if we don't agree in that moment or they're hard to love in that moment, Mm -hmm. assume the best in them. So I think that's really important. And then that is a huge part of marriage. And really, it's a gift that we give each other if we can do that. Just trust each other, believe the best things about each other, and 
say the best things about mm-hmm. each other. And it's not that you don't ever communicate when things are hard. I mean, you have to. You're married. Yeah. There are things that are wrong that need to be confronted. There are choices that are made that need to be dealt with. But we've got to build our guys up. Yeah. You know, I want my kids, when they look back, to remember that mom thought dad was awesome. I want them to know that their mom thinks their dad is a complete stud, almost to the point of being annoyed about it. Yes. <laughs> Grossed out. And they are. They are. Jimmy was bragging about something about me like, oh, you're so beautiful. And Stephen goes, okay, how did we get, how did we get here? <laughs> Tone it down. Tone it down. I don't care. I like that. I yes, want them right. to know that dad thinks mom is great and that mom thinks dad is great. Well, and, and at yeah. the end of the day, the words that are going to matter to you and to him the most are each other's. Yeah, that's right. Something I tell my husband all the time is the world can tell me anything about Mm -hmm. me. I Mm -hmm. don't care. It's Mm -hmm. not going to matter. But the only ones that are going to hurt me are yours. Yeah. Because I love you. And I think the world about you. And I assume the best in you. So like you were saying, Kristen, our words, man, like if you tell me something positive about me, I'm going to believe it. If you tell me something negative, even if because in the spread of the moment and you were angry, I'm going to believe it Mm -hmm. because your words are the only ones that matter. So that's communication, especially for women. We are so emotional. It's a really cool story. Go for it. Yeah. So this is along the same lines, but just maybe a couple of things that all of us have that we could share. You know, we've been talking about this already, but even more of things that we can share that we think help make communication with our guys better. And I'll start all, us off as, and y'all can think because you've already shared some. But one of the things that has helped me over the years is I figured out sometimes as a mom, especially I think about our working moms who are juggling so many things, mm-hmm. maybe our single moms who are juggling so many things. But in particular, for our married moms, whether you're working outside the home or inside, we feel like we can't get it all done. And so we have all these things in our mind that we think our husband is expecting of us, and we try so hard to do it all, and we can't get it all done. But what I figured out is sometimes I was spinning my wheels because I was working so hard trying to get these certain things done, and it really didn't matter that much to Jimmy. (laughs) And so I thought, you know what? I finally told him, you know what? I can't be everything. And do everything, especially when you know my kids were younger. I can't get it all done. I feel like a failure. But if you could just give me three things that are important to you today, I, I can do that. it. Yeah. And ladies, that was life changing for me because I can't do everything, but I can do a few things. Mm-hmm. And the things that he said were so simple. <laughs> and I thought, what? You didn't want those baseboards to be clean? <laughs> But the things that he said were so simple. The main thing is to be happy. And food is important to him. So he wants something to eat. In our home, I'm the cook. Now, I know other people, they have different ways. But just to ask, just ask, what is important to you? What are some things that are really important to you? If I can't get everything done, what makes you feel like we're on a winning side here. And just to hear that. And what I've noticed is if I'll do those things for him first, I have the energy and the attention to do the things that are important to me. If I start with my list, sometimes because it's never ending, I'm so worn out, I can't get to his stuff. So that is just a practical thing. Just ask and attack that first. And you'll have the energy to do the other things that are important to you. Well, I would say and this is something that I am working on, actively listening. Mm-hmm. There are so many times when we are 
having a conversation and I'm already in my mind thinking, how am I going to respond to this? Oh, yes. But I'm not actually actively listening. So one thing that I'm trying to put into practice is to repeat whatever he says. So, and this is very corny, but so I hear you saying in whatever it is afterwards. Oh, so I love that, that I Kira. can No, we need to do that. Yeah. So that I can actively listen. Because I mean, as a woman, I'm really thinking, oh, this is what he said. We're okay, this to is how I'm gonna respond. Everything. Yeah. I'm already in the next part of the conversation. Yeah, or you get wounded and you start thinking, well, let me tell uh-huh, you yes. something. <laughs> yeah, so it can go I either, got a list either way. <laughs> Last yeah. month. Which is so not helpful. Yeah. 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 So it can go either way. So that is one thing that I know that I am working on. And also I, I would encourage moms who are in the trenches right now to really think beyond the season that you're in as far as communicating with your husband. Because we can kind of see a light of being empty nesters. I mean, we still have about six or seven years, but we're now thinking, okay, when Malachi leaves, it's going to be just us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you are like have a toddler, you think, oh, I have all the time in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we have 17 more years of this. But now that we're six years and counting, we're actually looking forward to it. Yeah. We love it right where we are now, but we're looking forward to the fact that there will be a day when it will just be Kira and Eric in the home. Yeah. And we want to invest now in our relationship so yeah. that when we do launch that last child out of the house, that we actually still like each other and love each other and know each other and can appreciate each other. So I would definitely say to the moms. Make communication with your husband a top priority now, even though you have little ones, but there will be that day when your little ones will be big ones and they will be on about their lives. And you don't want to look at your husband and you don't want him to look at you and not know each other. So, And it goes so fast. It goes so fast. We we drove two of our college sons to Bolivar, Missouri this summer to drop them off to tell them goodbye. And one of them was a sophomore. We did him solo last year, but now he and his brother are actually playing football together at the same college. And so I said goodbye to my freshman son for the first time and my sophomore son. And I was trying to be all brave. I mean, I cried like a baby. I wasn't that brave. (laughs) But I got myself together. Jimmy and I were packing up in the hotel room. And when I get upset, I start cleaning or getting things together and I was marching around that hotel room like I got my big girl pants on we're doing this <laughs> and he said come sit down by me babe <laughs> yeah see you know what happened next so I just put my head on his chest and just cried cried and he put his arms around me he goes they keep leaving us But then he's like, but we've still got each other. And that is huge. And we better be working on that. You're right, Kara, because they don't stay home. They leave and they should. It's so bittersweet, right? You're so sad when they leave. But then it would be weird for them not to. Like we've raised them to be men. But we better love our husbands and love each other. And just imparting one of my encouragements to myself and to our moms is that we put too much pressure on our guys because we expect them in our minds to fulfill every hope and every dream that we have. And to tell you the truth, that's not his job. Or every gap that another figure, either father figure or male figure in life didn't fulfill. You're exactly right, Jisma. And that's not their job. That's not their job. That's not their job description. They're not made to be everything for us. Only God can do that. And so when we put this pressure on them to be and do things that they can't be and do, they feel like failures and we feel unfulfilled. But if we can have a relationship with Jesus, if we know him and we spend time in his word, then he starts to line up our marriages in the right way because we have these realistic expectations from each other. 
And so just imparting, as we've talked about this, and ladies, we could sit here and talk about how to talk to our husbands for a long time, and we'll talk more about that on the podcast at another time. But just I would encourage any of you moms sitting out there who don't know the Lord Mm. or who feel a little bit in despair with your marriage right now, that you would just spend time in God's Word. Remember the things that you loved about your husband from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Remember the things that God is doing in your husband now. Make a list if you have to, if it's Mm -hmm. hard for you to concentrate on (laughs) those things. And just keep plugging away at this most important relationship apart from your relationship with Jesus. Moms, we love you. We are cheering for you. The Mom Village, we are on your side, and you can have a great marriage. It just takes time, and it takes communication. So let's sign off, ladies. Can we do it? Yes, this has been part one, but don't miss part two. We'll keep talking about this. Yes, for sure. One, two, three. Bye. Bye.